You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with Travis Ryer on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. This is Southern Fried Sports with Bama Online Senior Analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Senior analyst for BamaOnline.com with you each and every day morning from 11 a.m. until noon. The show, as always, brought to you by Peter Brook Chocolates here out there at 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa. You got your draft goodies for tonight. NFL draft set to get underway up there in Cleveland, Ohio. Get by Peter Brook, get some of that chocolate covered popcorn. Maybe hit that carousel right there. They got the Chocolate-covered malt balls, the chocolate-covered espresso beans. Maybe you're going to need a lift, help you stay awake during some of the coverage tonight. They can take great care of you there at Peterbrook Chocolatier, 1530 McFarland Boulevard North. Joined on the program by the executive producer of Southern Fried Sports, a day of reckoning for the smokescreen soothsayer, Jacob Harrison, as we eagerly await to see if his prediction of a smoke screen at the number three overall pick comes to fruition. Mac Jones, Alabama quarterback, certainly in that mix. But as Jacob Harrison has said for quite some time now, and by the way, we do combine to form the 60-minute man of Sports Talk Radio. There you go. Uh, what do you think, Jacob? The nerves? You got the nerves going yet? Uh, what, what would you kind of – how would you kind of describe your mental state at this point? Well, first of all, it's a great day for Najee Harris to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. And secondly, uh, as far as the smokescreen goes, it's I, I'm at a place of peace. Like, I'm okay with being wrong because then I can laugh at Twitter for melting down that, that, they've, that the 49ers selected the vanilla white boy. But, oh, but nonetheless, I, I, I'm, I'm still strong in my convictions uh, that I think it is Justin Fields because I think the 49ers are legitimately that good at smoke screens and they've they've played us like flutes for the past month. There you go. He stuck with it. We told you he would. He's ready to expire on that hill this evening if it comes down to it. Hopefully for Mac Jones, it happens. He goes number three overall to the Niners. That may uh, not sit well with a lot of folks out in the Bay Area. It doesn't seem as if the Niner Nation, Jacob, is embracing the thought of Mac Jones as the number three overall pick to San Francisco. Nah, and but you know, you know it, it 
it is what it is. I mean, you, you you can go ask the New York Jets what it's like to boo all your draft picks, and then sometimes they turn up and they're actually pretty good, and then the ones that you cheer don't turn out. So I, you just got to wait and see. You can't immediately trash them right out the gate. Yeah, it seems like uh, really wherever you go at quarterback after Zach Wilson at number two, you've got a lot of fan bases that aren't particularly enamored with Really, the next three guys in line, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, even Justin Fields. So uh, we'll see how it plays out later this evening. Now, what will the setup be for you, Jacob? Are you a big spread guy? Are you going to have a big Super Bowl-like spread for the draft tonight, or will you keep it pretty simple as far as the uh, the culinary presentation is concerned? Well, traditionally I would go – I would, you know, have a friend and we'd go to a sports bar and then I'd kick myself when I'm when we're inevitably kicked out of the bar. You know, I picked 25 because they close or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but it, it generally wings and beer. But uh, tonight, actually, uh, it'll be a special edition of Title Talk. I'll be on with them and we'll be watching okay. the uh, the Great. draft live. Great. Yeah, I'll be familyed up. You know, I'll be like some of these draft picks. I'll be with family and we'll be huddled around the the HD. And uh, I think we're doing, I think we're doing shrimp and grits with a nice big salad, you know. And we're not even really New Orleans Saints fans, so uh, we're gonna do a, a little shrimp and grits, and it ought to be a lot of fun. Now, what I'm curious about is, uh, you know, not not to pick on you too much, but you're used to your Jags being in the situation, ah, but you've known for since December 28th who your pick was gonna be. What's the reaction like? when it is finally announced 10 minutes after the draft starts that the Jacksonville Jaguars are selecting Trevor Lawrence. You know, I still think it'll be celebratory because it is being viewed by that fan base as a cornerstone moment in franchise history. Uh, So I still think even with the common knowledge for quite some time now, as you alluded to, that it will, in fact, be Trevor Lawrence at the number one overall pick for our Jacksonville Jaguars. And then there's also, though, you know, they've got another first-round pick down in the 20s, and then they pick again at 33. So three of the first 33 picks are to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So very much, even with Lawrence a given at one, very much, very much the need to stay engaged, stay focused. I can't fill up too soon, I guess is what I'm saying. I can't you know, go hard on the shrimp and grits and then be kind of out of gas when we start to get around 20 or so. And then you got all these Alabama players, which is a part of the storyline, obviously. Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. Really, I think you could ask the question, you know, who is really going to be the first SEC player off the board? Is it going to be Mac Jones? Could it be Kyle Pitts? What about Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith? Patrick Sertan is a guy you're seeing up there at the top of the first round and the first 10 or 12 picks. So I think that's an interesting angle to all this as well. It's easy for us based out of where we are to just keep it about Alabama. And that'd be understandable. I mean, we talked about a mock draft yesterday of Jordan Reed and the, uh, the draft He had seven Alabama players going in the first round tonight that you talk about history. There's going to be history made over the next three days for Alabama football where the draft is concerned. It's just going to be how many boxes are they going to check when it comes to records and history and those type of things. 205-342-9904. That is the Peterbrook Chocolatier studio line. 
If you'd like to jump on board with us, you are more than welcome to do so. We're going to have Chase Goodbread. Goodbread going to join us. Coming up in the very next segment, Chase going to be busy tonight working for NFL.com throughout that first round and really throughout the next couple of three days with this NFL draft. So we'll get Chase's thoughts on some of those questions that we had. First SEC player off the board. If it isn't Mac Jones at three, is it Kyle Pitts at four? Is it Jamar Chase at four? What are we looking at in terms of potential for fireworks where draft day and draft night trades are concerned? You still hear rumblings that a lot of teams are still trying to get up into that top ten. Um, quarterback hungry teams are the Patriots. Will Bill Belichick make a splash via the trade? Could the Eagles look to get up into the top 10? A lot to consider. A lot to consider as we enter the 2021 NFL draft. Let's go to the Peterbrook Chocolatier studio line right now. Check in with our good pal Jeff with the big blue drive through. How's it going, draft day 2021. How's it going? Jeff, how are you? Good. I'm just, I'm just watching, watching the rain. I was going to say, when, when is the NFL draft in? May 6th? Is that when it is? May 6th? That yeah, it's, I think it's, uh, it, runs, it runs right into the uh, Indianapolis 500 on July 4th okay. so weekend. Memorial Day. Yeah. May 31st. Yeah. Doing okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Memorial Day. You're oh, right. Memorial yeah. Day. Yeah. Well, well, I saw where I saw I, where Mr. I saw where Mr. Saban's against the uh, playoff expansion, but uh, Kirby Smart's for it, so. Expansion? Yeah, yeah, I, I know. Saban, Saban said Saban said he was against it. And Kirby Smart yeah. said he was for it. Said he wants he was for that. Said he well, yeah, it's not really going to matter. It, it's going to come down to, as you know, dollars and cents. And, oh yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, if television, if television wants to write a big enough check, it, it's going to expand. And oh so, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I know what I know. I know coaches have different opinions on it and. And beliefs, and you know how it's already impacted the traditional bowl structure and things like that. But you know, it, Nick Saban didn't like the way offensive football was evolving either. But you know what he did? He got on board with it. Oh, so, I know. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. It's great well, that he has like, the opinions yeah. well, he has, like, but it, it's, it's, like it's me, even better I that he's adaptive. I, I, I think they're going to expand the playoffs so much, and I think the bowls will be obsolete. I don't think they won't even have bowls anymore. That's what I believe. Eventually. You know, it just depends on really, Jeff. The bowls are ESPN, and so I, I understand it'll, that. I mean, I it'll it'll depend on what ESPN wants to do, and and how much it costs ESPN to to make the playoff thing work. So, yeah, it's amazing yeah. how the bowls are essentially owned by ESPN now. Uh, they're, they're, they're about nine percent TV owned. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm saying that I, I just think there'll be so many teams in the playoffs that it'll be. They'll just the bowls will be just you know it's like saving says the bowls now they don't 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 mean don't mean much anymore this playoff they don't mean yeah that, they don't, don't but yeah I, even if they, they do go to twelve like there's been rumblings about there there's still going to be a place for bowl games in my opinion if the TV if it's good enough for the TV people I mean that that that's you're still going to have teams that you know, the eight and four teams seven and five teams nine and three teams. Uh, that are going to be looking for places to play bowl games. So, uh, you know, I 
I, even if you go to 12, I don't know if you can incorporate enough of the bowls to make yeah. the, the other 30 that you have out there, although COVID certainly had an impact on some of that, it seemed like, make yeah. them obsolete. Well, I was going to say, too, what do you think about the uh, – I know they hadn't really finalized yet, but I saw the schedule with the coach appearing at the uh, at the media days. I was kind of surprised that they they, uh, they they didn't let Saban come the last day, kind of rounded up and everything. I don't know if they, they – that was a plan thing or not, how they how they pick them or anything. But as far as going they kind of they kind of they kind of rotate that Jeff on a on an annual basis. Um, so yeah, you would think it's almost like uh, a music festival bill in some ways, yeah, yeah. where you get to the headliner maybe on the the final day. But uh, no, they they tend to rotate that. So yeah, you'll have Nick there um, the, the day before the the final yeah, day coming up yeah. in July. Well, Rodney Dane's going to be making an appearance. Mr. Mark Stoops, he's the Rodney Dane football coaches. According to Paul Feinbaum, he's your Rodney Dane. Oh, yeah. he'll, he'll be making an appearance on day two if anybody wants, yeah. to, uh, wants to be there. I, I know I know he can't wait to answer all the media questions about, uh, about uh, are you going to be in good this year? But you lost all that talent. Got a couple of defensive guys, a couple of defensive guys going in the first couple of rounds, it looks possibly, like. Possibly, yeah, possibly. Well, I was going to say, too, and, and like Vince Barrow says, if they get the predictions wrong, in the preseason predictions, if they get them wrong, I'll be fired. That's what Vince Barrow <laughs> said. If they get predictions wrong, I'll be fired. So, but, oh. Uh, but hang, yeah. hang in there, fast. We just, we just keep on chopping wood in Kentucky. And maybe someday uh, but we'll get up there to Alabama level. That's all you can do. That's all you can do, Jeff. There he goes. Jeff with the big blue drive through And Jacob Harrison, I've got a zero where his Drews are concerned today. I did not detect one Drew from Jeff not on his one. phone call. Did catch not the one. chopping wood cliche, though. Yeah, he'll get you. He'll chop some wood on you. Good old Jeff. We always enjoy hearing from him, and he's right. You did have the announcement made for the SEC media days and the upcoming schedule, of course, uh, going to be at the Winfrey Hotel there in Hoover, as it should be on an annual basis. I know the SEC would like to move that thing around more. We saw it in Atlanta a couple years ago. Uh, but the rightful home of the SEC Media Days, right there just outside of Birmingham. And on day one, Monday, July the 19th, Dan Mullen of Florida, Ed Orgeron, LSU, and Shane Beamer, first-year coach at South Carolina. Tuesday, you are going to have Kirby Smart, Mark Stoops, Lane Kiffin, Josh Heupel on day two, July the 20th. And then on Wednesday, Nick Saban, Mike Leach, Jimbo Fisher, Clark Lee, heading into his first season up there in Nashville as head coach at Vanderbilt. And the Cappers for the 2021 SEC Media Days, July the 22nd, a Thursday. You'll have Sam Pittman of Arkansas, Brian Harson of Alban. And Eli Drinkwitz of Missouri. So those will be your final three on that Thursday, July the 22nd. And then you should be headed pretty much within that next week or so. Yeah, right around August 1st will be that weekend after. You'll be looking at fall camp. Be time to crank it up. Get fall camp going on SEC campuses. And another college football season will be upon us. We're going to head to our first break. We come back. Chase Goodbread of nfl.com he'll join us you know chase is a he's a technician on that big green egg you know he's sort of a techno magician 
He can make things happen on that big green egg that you wouldn't imagine. We'll see if he's going to have it fired up tonight. He's going to be working tonight, so can he multitask during the first round of the NFL draft? We'll talk with Chase about that a whole lot more when Southern Fried Sports, presented by Peterbrook Chocolatier, returns right here on Tide 100.9 FM right after this. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama Sports, and it's brought to you by SunSouth John Deere, the preferred tractor equipment for Alabama athletics. Visit sunsouth.com or any of their 21 locations across the southeast. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. The University of Alabama's annual spring commencement ceremonies will take place Friday through Sunday at Coleman Coliseum. During that time, the Crimson Tide baseball team will host the Missouri Tigers at Sewell Thomas Stadium. With the parking for both events overlapping, the university, along with the baseball team, would like to advise fans on parking issues that may arise this weekend. Fans are encouraged to park in the capstone deck adjacent to Sewell Thomas Stadium. There will be no charge to use the capstone deck. Alabama and Missouri will square off for three games this weekend, with the series opening at 6 p.m. on Friday at the Joe. Saturday's matchup is set for 2 p.m., with the series finale on Sunday at 11 a.m. Central. I'll have more in a moment. Have you prized a new John Deere tractor lately? SunSouth John Deere has a full line of affordable lawn and tractor equipment this season. SunSouth John Deere has an affordable roster for everyone, from riding mowers to utility vehicles and lots of tractors. Stop by any of the 21 locations across Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia, or visit sunsouth.com to find out what is right for you. Any budget, any project, SunSouth has you covered. Proud to be the preferred tractor equipment dealer of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Join us Thursday afternoon for Crimson Drive on the CTSN Facebook page. Streaming live at 2 p.m. Central, we'll have conversations with men's golf head coach Jay Sewell, softball pitcher and SEC Pitcher of the Week Montana Fouts, plus comments from Nick Saban and Patrick Murphy. That's Crimson Drive this afternoon at 2 p.m. Central on the CTSN Facebook page. And that's your Bama update. Crimson Tide Today brought to you by Sun South John Deere. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network. One. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A warm afternoon with a mix of sun and clouds, the high 85. For tonight, becoming mostly cloudy. A few showers are possible mainly after midnight, below at 62. Tomorrow, the chance of a shower during the morning, otherwise mostly cloudy, the high 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 76 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The Crimson Tide will not be Road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again. Going places that I've never been. Back with more. Seeing things that I may never see. Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide 100.9 FM. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com. With you each and every weekday morning from 11 a.m. until noon. Now, Jacob Harrison, do you have a network preference tonight for this this opening round? Maybe all three rounds of the NFL draft. Be careful because we got an NFL. We got an NFL.com guy 
on hold with us and Chase Goodbread. Not that it's going to bother him one way or the other, but do you have a coverage per, uh, preference? Uh, well, see, I can I can actually cater to both sides here because uh, my preference has and always will be the NFL Network. You know, they don't bring up the worst day of these kids' lives the second they're drafted. Uh, ah, but geez. because we're an ESPN affiliate here at Tide, when we watch the draft tonight, it will be on ESPN so that we can play the, the picks live. There you go. So you'll be doing you'll be you'll be working um here with us at tide 100.9 fm uh you know i've become like in so many other ways i've become a social media guy with a lot of this stuff although there's folks out there they like to ruin the picks jacob you know they like to take the suspense out of it not a fan yeah hopefully we don't get too much of that tonight let's talk with chase goodbread of nfl.com crimson covered television is he there Got to hook him up. Chase Goodbread. We're efforting, as they say in the business now. We're efforting Chase Goodbread. We'll get him here in a minute. Talking Tide podcast, too, with uh, yours truly co-hosting that with Chase Goodbread. That's been, that's been around six, seven years now, I guess. It's archaic by podcast standards at this point. Chase probably getting that big green egg ready. Probably trying to figure out. Probably, try, probably trying to time out a brisket or something on that big green egg. Good, Brad. You going to have anything on that uh, big green egg tonight for the draft? I know you got to work. Yeah, I got to work. Uh, probably just a hot and fast, you know, maybe uh, some steaks a couple hours before it gets started yes. or, uh, you know, something to get off, something to get on and off uh, quickly. You know, those long smokes take a little babysitting sometimes, which mm-hmm. isn't really conducive to, uh, being on the clock, right? Yeah, you know, and it can be temperamental, some of those longer cooks. You know, brisket, things like that. You know, they, they require nurturing and pampering at times. But, uh, boy, you're already getting the rumblings here late morning, Chase, in advance of this first round. The New Orleans Saints, with a simple tweet of the big eyeballs emoji. Uh, here in the last few moments. wonder what that could mean, good bread, with the New Orleans Saints. Are they going to really try to make the big jump maybe up into the top ten? It seems like they would have to give up a pretty good bit to go that far, wouldn't they? I think the social media um, gatekeepers of of, of these NFL clubs have have been given a little bit of uh, fun license, I guess, by by the front offices and so forth. If I'm not mistaken, the – the Cleveland Browns official Twitter account, maybe about a week ago, just just it blurted out Christian Barmore is one of the best defensive linemen out there. Could he be ours? You know that kind of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. probably make some of these old school general managers just just pull their hair out. You know, but it's that's uh, all. I, I make all of that kind of stuff just in total fun. Just building up, building up the intrigue as we get ready for this first round. So let me ask you, Chase, first SEC player off the board tonight. Is it going to be Mac Jones third, you think, to the uh, Niners? Uh, Could it be Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, one of those Alabama wide receivers? Who is Chase Goodbread's selection as first SEC player off the board tonight? I'm going to give you Kyle Pitts to the Falcons at number four. Uh, It's going to be my best guess on that, University of Florida tight end 
slash receiver. They don't, they don't even look at him really as a tight end at the next level. I don't think, even though that, even though he had that TE next to his name at the college level. But you know, look, it, Atlanta's Atlanta's got a good quarterback in Matt Ryan. Certainly, a guy who's probably on the backside of his prime. Uh, but if they decide not to go with a quarterback at number four, uh, then then Pitts. Pitts is just the kind of guy you want. You want somebody that can get in there with, with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and, and put even more pressure on these defenses, make things easier for Matt Ryan. So, you know, a lot of talk about Kyle Pitts going super high. For my money, I, I think he's, you know, maybe the best player in the draft who's, who's not a quarterback. So if Mac Jones doesn't go third to the 49ers – I guess it could be that he's waiting a little while. They got those pods, those 12 pods in Cleveland tonight for those uh, attendees. He could be waiting in that pod for a little bit, Chase. Could be. Uh, could, could be, certainly. You know, we, you know, we just saw the Broncos trade for uh, Teddy Bridgewater just the other day, although I don't know that, that that's a, a solution that they're expecting to be, um, you know, a long-term solution, you know, maybe the Broncos are still uh, in the quarterback market at number nine. Uh, you look a little further than that. Uh, the New England Patriots, right, sitting there at, at 15, um, certainly a, a team that, that could use a shot in the arm in terms of some youth at the quarterback position. And, you know, there's some other teams down there, if it gets past New England, you know what about the you know what about the Washington squad at nineteen? The Bears mm-hmm. at twenty mm-hmm. uh, could could really use a quarterback. So a lot of teams beyond you know just those top three or four that that could be sniffing around that position uh, later on in the first round. Where are you at on Christian Barmore? Uh, he's become somewhat polarizing in, in the run up to this draft in terms of where people sort of slot him. I've seen some projections where he's mid-teens to the, say, Raiders in the first round. I've seen him mid-40s in the second round. Doesn't seem to be a lot of uh, middle ground with Christian Barmore. Where do you kind of stand there with the big man? Yeah, pretty big range on him for sure. I think he's a first-round talent. I don't think he'll go in the first round. I think he's probably an early second-round type of guy. And, and you know, if, if Alabama's going to uh, break the the Nick Saban mark for first-rounders, he's got to go in the uh, – well, yeah. actually, he'd be, he'd be six, right? Most first-rounders Nick Saban's put out at Alabama is actually four. Uh, and so, if, you know – Mac Jones, the two receivers, Sertan and Najee Harris, those guys seem pretty sure for five. So Barmore would be the guy uh, who, who potentially could could tie that, uh, Miami. that Miami record that, that yeah. never seems to want to fall. Uh, but uh, I think I think they're probably looking at five. In terms of value picks with this uh, Alabama contingent, got a couple guys in mind that. Maybe not even second round. Maybe they go third or later. Maybe they are second rounders. Guys that won't go first round that you can easily envision still being in the league by the time the 2031 draft rolls around. 
Big Leatherwood, I, I think Alex Leatherwood's got a ton of potential at, at the next level. Don't see him going in the first round. I, I think he's a day two guy. Uh, you look a little past that. I, I think Landon Dickerson could play a long time in the NFL. Now, granted, he's got a pretty thick medical file, uh, which is is certainly one of the, one of the few concerns about him for NFL scouts. I had, did have a scout tell me uh, several weeks ago that had it not been for Landon Dickerson's injury against Florida, uh, that he'd be pretty much a slam dunk to, to, to go in the first round, probably toward the back end of the first round, but thought that was pretty sure. Uh, but given health, uh, of course, which is a big key for Dickerson, I, I think he could enjoy a lengthy NFL career too. He's, He's everything these clubs look for in one of these interior guys. I guess with Dylan Moses, it's just all about the health. Uh, sort of like Landon Dickerson. That's another guy that, you know, you may not hurt here until day three. And that's just amazing. And in some ways, you, you're disappointed for Dylan Moses because the expectation was certainly a couple of years ago, even going into the 20. Uh, 19 season that you know, this was a three and out. This guy's going to go in the first round of the 2020 draft. And uh, it hadn't played out that way, but uh, you, you think he could be another one of those guys. Do you get the feeling that even after having the season post knee injury in 2019, that he might be one of these guys that still requires a red shirt year as it's described at the NFL level chase? Probably depends on where they put him. I think he's a guy that could help out an NFL team on special teams right now. I, I think he could he could jump in in that role. And I also think that he's he's pretty well suited to play inside or outside. I think at the next level, not all these linebackers are. Some some of them are, um, you know, some of them have a lot of versatility. Some don't. I he he can move well enough certainly in space. Uh, to play outside instead of inside, which also is something that could help him uh, in terms of staying on the field, uh, getting that second contract whenever the rookie contract ends. Uh, he can run. I don't know that he's going to be a big-time blitzer at the NFL level, uh, but he can cover ground, and, and that's what they're looking for to you know, handle these, you know, these screens and some of the short, quick passing game. Uh, he's, he's a guy that can, I think could deliver at multiple linebacker positions at the next level. That's, that's something that'll help him. Talking with Chase Goodbread of NFL.com, Crimson Cover Television and the Talking Tide podcast with yours truly. Um, Chase, never too early to start talking about the 2022 NFL draft. And I guess when you look at this next Alabama team in terms of draft eligibles, uh, I look at Evan Neal at the tackle position and sort of go, yeah, there's one, but it gets a little interesting uh, from that point forward, just this far in advance, trying to think about who else you know might be in that group after this run of wide receivers with Najee Harris moving on uh, in this group. Uh, defensively, uh, it's a deep uh, and, and experienced defensive line that's coming back. I don't know if you look at that group in terms of draft eligibles for next year and just say, oh, yeah, there's the next Quentin Williams or Deron Payne or maybe even Christian Barmore. Um, the secondary, I guess Josh Job, depending on what type of senior season he has, could 
fit that bill. Maybe one of these two underclass safeties or a few of these underclass safeties back there uh, emerge uh, in that regard. Is that sort of the way it looks to you this far out when you consider, you know, Alabama for a year from now in the NFL draft? If, if we're if we're throwing in guys who who, who could go out early, uh, which you have to when you're talking about a program like Alabama, can't forget about Christian Harris for sure. Um, really emerged as a big time yeah. player in, in in the middle of that Alabama defense. I, I think he's he's got the NFL uh, kind of written all over him. And and another guy I think that that's going to make some NFL noise is, is when it's when it's his turn to come out is, is Jaleel Billingsley at tight end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those would be two additional. I, but still, when I look at this next team, there are so many second-year guys. Bryce Young at quarterback, the running backs that are going to be in that mix, a couple of second-year guys. I mean, look at Will Anderson at, at outside linebacker. Maybe Christopher Allen. Could Christopher Allen play himself into that type of position? Sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Christopher Allen. He played his best football down the stretch for Alabama mm-hmm. second half of the season last year. If he kind of springboards from there uh, and, and and develops into a, a real consistent playmaker for, for Nick Saban's defense in, in 2022, he'll, he'll, he'll absolutely be getting looked. And don't forget, Will Reichard will be draft eligible after the 2021 season. If he has another perfect year, look out. Could be a three and out. He's just got to stay away from those spring games, I guess. Yeah, you know, those are just sort of where he's he's just working on things. You know, that's kind of right. like going to the driving range for Will Reichert. He just goes to the range, <laughs> tweaks the swing a little bit, tries a few things. No big deal. You know, he's not taking yeah. that to the course. He's not taking that to the course, good bread, when it counts, you know. It's it's like one of these these big time ace pitchers, you know. They get knocked around all over spring training, and then they come out of the gate in April, and they're firing shutouts left and right. You find out, well, they were just working on a changeup in the spring, you know. Yeah, somebody needs to tell the Cubs it's still not spring training. I think the Braves <laughs> like right. the Cubs right now, though. The Braves really love the Cubs, especially after yes, this, they do. Uh, uh, with this latest uh, home stint against the. Northsiders from Chicago. Hey, Chase, uh, look forward to your work tonight. Always do a great job there at NFL.com. Look forward to the podcast, Talking Tide. And then, of course, Crimson Cover Television with Chase Goodbread, John Copeland, and the mayor, Mike Parker, Friday night, 6.30 p.m. Central on WVUA 23. Thanks a lot, Chase. All right, we'll see you, man. There you go, Chase Goodbread. So he's going to keep it simple on the egg tonight and go with some steaks. That sounds good to me. Steaks, baked potatoes, a little salad maybe. That'll work. You know, don't microwave those baked potatoes, though. I can tell. I know you think I can't tell. I can tell when you don't aluminum foil them and either put them in the oven or put them on the grill. I can tell. Don't nuke those. Don't nuke those potatoes. I'll catch you every time. We're going to head to a break. We come back. More of a Thursday edition of Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide 100.9 FM right after this. You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with BamaOnline.com senior analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Bloody 
So I'm flying down to Houston with forgetting her the nature of my flight. As we taxi toward the runway with a smog and haze reminding me of how I feel. Born on this day. Just a country boy who's learning that the pitfalls are. In 1933, this cat, the one, the only, Willie Nelson. 88 years old today and still getting it done. Willie came through Tuscaloosa a few years back. We went down and caught him at the uh, Tuscaloosa Amp and still bringing it. Just like this. Here's to Willie celebrating 88 with a big fat burger. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Jacob Harrison, he's got that final mock draft up on draft day, 2021. Now, Jacob, tell us where we can access your work and uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, it's up on Todd100.9.com. So, I mean, pretty straightforward right there at the top. But uh, a lot of hard work, a lot of... uh, a lot of not feeling great about it, to be honest. Uh, when I saw Daniel Jeremiah be willing to admit that he didn't feel super great about it, I was like, you know what? You're probably kind of right. Because I only had one trade in this whole thing. Felt really good about 1 through 12. And then after that, it's just, you know, it's it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate the effort. And the uh, any time someone has a true passion for something like you do with the draft, it is to be – appreciate it it's kind of like the passion i have for well-crafted coleslaw <laughs> with barbecue and seafood poor jacob during that last break he probably should have recorded it just the absolute tantrum the unsolicited tantrum i went on about the disrespect that's paid to coleslaw by far too many seafood and barbecue restaurants these days it's just disrespectful because people decades ago perfected that sort of combination of coleslaw with seafood, fried shrimp, fried shrimp dinner with coleslaw. I mean, you got to have that barbecue with coleslaw. And now you got so many of these places out here, they just throw the coleslaw out there, you know, like it's a, like it's a dish rag from the kitchen or something. Just no respect paid to coleslaw these days. Let's pay some respect to Lewis on the Peterbrook Chocolates here studio line at 205-342-9904. How you doing, Lewis? I'm doing good, Travis. Hey, I got a quick Willie Nelson anecdote, if you'll let me just real, real brief. Oh, give it to us. Give it to us. Uh, my best friend uh, for years was a recording engineer in Muscle Shoals, and Willie was cutting his Phases and Stages album. And they were micing that guitar of his trigger, you know, with the holes Absolutely. and all banged up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was rattling, you know. You know how recording engineers want to get everything just right and my friend turned to Jerry Wexler and said, do you think we could get him to play a different guitar? And Wexler turned to him and goes, you ask him. <laughs> <laughs> needless, <laughs> needless to say, he played that guitar as a classic album. So, uh, that, that's an aspect classic. of Willie that gets overlooked is that guy can, he can really play the guitar. I mean, he's outstanding. The redheaded stranger, he really is. Willie Nelson. He's He's one of a kind. He's got his own style, that's for sure. Hey, no Travis, this is, a, this is a hypothetical question, and if you, know, if you don't want to go down this, this road, that's fine. But let's, let's say you're a, G, a general manager of a, of a 
professional football team and you've got the the chance to get a quarterback but but uh Lawrence is already gone, but you are lucky enough to have a a draft pick as a quarterback, a running back, and a receiver, and they're all just lining up for you. Who are you going to pick, Travis? Oh, gosh. Tonight I can pick in succession quarterback, <laughs> running back, wide receiver. Once Lawrence is gone, man, see, I'm intrigued by Wilson, too, in terms of his potential and his upside i'm not as big on justin fields uh trey lance i'm kind of the same way as i am with zach wilson it just kind of depends on what else i've got on my roster if i'm ready to win other than those three positions which are three pretty big others um max still max still looks pretty good to me there uh but but if not I'm, i'm probably going zach wilson at running back i'm going Najee just because i know He's going to run it, he's going to protect, Absolutely. and he's going to catch it. Yeah. I know he's going to do all the things I need to have done. And then at wide receiver, man, that's a tough one because Jamar Chase, Ooh. you kind of forget how great he was. I, I just I, I won't bet against Devontae Smith, and I, I think all this free fuel he continues to get in terms of questions about his size and and I like the versatility of Devontae. I can play him outside. I can play him inside. Yeah. Waddle, Waddle would be tough to look away from, Lewis, if the return game was still more of a thing in football, right? If kickoff return and punt return was still as big as it was before all the player safety and rule changes, Waddle would be really tough to look away from. Yeah. But I, I'd, still, I'd still go Devontae. Uh, there at wide receiver, uh, probably over the other guys. I like it, Travis. You know, one thing about Devontae, nobody's ever covered him that I've seen. Has anybody well, ever really you know, covered we, him? We, we talked about that yesterday, you know, how some of the draft analysts, including some that we really respect, have made a note out of some of his performances from last season against guys like Tyson Campbell. And my point is, go back to 2019. You know, watch him against Derek Stingley in Tuscaloosa uh, and what he did in that game. And he did it, Lewis, not with the same quarterback. He did it with multiple quarterbacks. He did it with Tua and Mac. So this isn't a guy that's scheme-dependent, quarterback-dependent. So turn on the tape. Those are the the four words that I would tell anybody. Uh, But Jamar Chase, I I, I couldn't – Here's the thing. I can't argue with anybody. And even when you tell me I can take a wide receiver, I still might try to trick you a little bit and still take Kyle Pitts there because that's essentially what he is. Um, I I just don't think between Pitts, Chase, Devontae, and Waddle, you can really go wrong. So, yeah, I know that's a lot of names. But I would would probably go Wilson at quarterback, Najee at running back, Devontae at wide receiver in that scenario. Good stuff, Travis. You'd make a heck of a GM. Enjoy the show, man. Have a good day. (laughs) Have a good rest of your day. All right. You too, Lewis. We appreciate you. 205-342-9904. And speaking of Jalen Waddell, with the rumblings that the Saints could be moving up via trade, we'll see. Who knows? Some talk, uh, some mention that maybe Jalen Waddell in play, if that were to happen. 
for the Saints, uh, Catherine Terrell, who covers the Saints for the Athletic, uh, with a tweet here in the last few moments saying that that would be pretty much the Saints' M.O. in a scenario like that. Man, you think about Waddle with Alvin Kamara and the versatility you'd have between those two positions. I guess Michael Thomas is still going to give the Saints something also at wide receiver. And Taysom Hill at quarterback. Taysom Hill, Jameis, Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill. That's why if the if you're going all the way up in the top ten, uh, if you're the Saints and you're not going quarterback, Sean Payton's a hell of a quarterback coach. But you know we talked about this during the break too. Now, Bruce Arians isn't exactly a para coach, para league coach, when it comes to coaching quarterbacks and. Jameis still threw 30-plus picks down in Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians. So I I know all these offensive gurus, they all like to think, yeah, but I can fix him. They all think that. They all truly believe it. And in a large part, that's how they get to where they get to because they have that unwavering belief in their ability. Uh, But, man, you move up into the top ten with Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill as your quarterbacks, and you don't take a quarterback? Wow. Sean Payton, we'll see. Head to a final break and we come back. We'll put a wrap on a Thursday edition of Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide 100.9 FM right after this. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A warm afternoon with a mix of sun and clouds, the high 85. For tonight, becoming mostly cloudy. A few showers are possible mainly after midnight, the low at 62. Tomorrow, the chance of a shower during the morning, otherwise mostly cloudy, the high 78. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Alabama touchdown. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Whiskey River, take my mind. Don't let a memory talk to me. We've got a uh, draft spread audible, Jacob Harrison, for the fam get-together tonight. I've just been informed. I know this could alter your final 4.0 NFL mock that is up right now at Tide109.com. But uh, we're going from shrimp and grits to just a traditional shrimp boil, which had to work, too. No complaints here. Some of that fresh Mayport shrimp, fresh from the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll take it. Shrimp bowl sounds pretty good to me. As Jacob told you in the previous segment, you can find his final mock for the 2021 NFL draft right now at Tide109.com. Jacob, like so many others, has the quarterbacks as Lawrence and Wilson at the top, top two spots. And then he does have, he's sticking with Justin Fields to the San Francisco 49ers in that third pick. As far as Alabama guys, it starts at number six for Jacob Harrison with the Miami Dolphins 
reuniting that dynamic duo from Atlanta, Georgia, Daddy. In January 2018, Devontae Smith going to reteam with Tua down in Miami. Uh, Denver Broncos, according to Jacob Harrison, will take Mac Jones at number nine overall. Dallas Cowboys follow up with a selection of Patrick Sertan II. Moving down through the first round here, Jacob has the Baltimore Ravens bamming up. The Bama Moore Ravens, I guess we could say. More Bama in Baltimore. Jalen Waddell in a trade, I guess, you've got here, Jacob. you got Baltimore trading up uh, to take Jalen Waddell there at 13 overall. And then uh, the New England Patriots, a few picks later, according to Jacob Harrison, are going to take Christian Barmore, middle of the first round. And Najee Harris, as we get down here into the first round is going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. Of course he is. Jacob Harrison, noted Pittsburgh Steeler fan. He's going to have Najee toting the rock up there in the Steel City in 2021. So there you go. Some Bama perspective from Jacob Harrison, executive producer, among other things for Southern Fried Sports. And again, you'll be on Title Talk tonight, Jacob. Is that correct? Sure will. It'll be uh, the the usual fam from Title Talk, James Ludman, uh, Tommy Paradise, and and the rest of that game, and uh, I'll be on there with them, I believe, starting at, at 6 o'clock tonight. Man, it's going to be a lot of fun tonight. It's going to be very interesting to see, as Chase talked about. You keep waiting for someone to at least join 2004 Miami with uh, six first-rounders, maybe seven, maybe exceed it. And it seems like every year that's the discussion we're having with Alabama and the the annual draft. So maybe this is the year Alabama hits the six. Jordan Reed of the Draft Network got seven. Seven Alabama players in the first round potentially. We'll see about that. Got a big weekend coming up in addition to the NFL draft. Obviously expecting some guys from the Alabama contingent have their name called on either Friday or Saturday once we get beyond the first round. But you got a big baseball series in Tuscaloosa this weekend. Going to be crowded. you got commencement, spring commencement 2021 there. But Alabama baseball hosting Missouri. Again, pitching concerns for the Crimson Tide going into a conference weekend. No Antoine John. Apparently no Connor Prelip. So Tyler Ross is your Friday night starter. Dylan Smith, kind of the epitome in a lot of ways of a hard luck loser in some games this year. He's pitched pretty well. He's going to be your Saturday guy. And then once again, Johnny Bullpen, it sounds like on Sunday. It's tough, man, when you're a couple starting pitchers down in SEC play. Alabama really to be 8-10 and 10 right now in the league. Um about the ceiling, you would think, for what they've had to deal with uh, from an injury perspective in that starting rotation. That's going to do it for a Thursday edition of Southern Fried Sports. Enjoy the first round tonight of the NFL Draft. We'll have plenty to talk about tomorrow once the smoke clears up there in Cleveland, Ohio. The lunch whistle on a Thursday. I'm going to tell you. First round pick for yours truly for an NFL draft. That's Heat Pizza Bar. Downtown Tuscaloosa at Government Plaza. It's also ladies night at Heat Pizza Bar. So look, if you're going to watch the NFL draft somewhere, I can't think of a better place, maybe in all of America, 
Golden Heat Pizza Bar tonight. Those great pizzas, great specials each and every weeknight there at Heat Pizza Bar. Be sure to get by Heat Pizza Bar, downtown Tuscaloosa at Government Plaza. Until 11 a.m. on Friday. Have a great rest of your Thursday, everybody.